0: Curiosity, kill the rat. Curiosity, curiosity. Hello everyone and welcome back to Curiosity Killed the Rat. My name is Matt and I am a science enthusiast. I just want to start this episode by saying that I am speaking from land traditionally owned by the Noongar people so I would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and future. And of course I'd like to bring it over to my co-host Kate.
1: Hi yes I am here. Also, as per as per usual, um, I'm Kate, I'm a neuroscientist, the regular scientist of this show, but today we have another awesome guest for you. But before we get there, I'd just like to acknowledge that I am recording on the land of the Wurundjeri people and pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Joined today by Kai, Kai Mitchell, joining us, he is a physicist, now I know Kai, <laughs> sneaky cross-promotion here i'm not even going to try hide it uh (laughs) kai and i do a radio oh okay blatant uh cross-promotion here kai and i do a radio show together radio psy lens on radio photo you can look it up cheeky google check us out if you if you like the style of psycom that we we throw at you guys um but radio show aside kai you like lasers am i right
2: you are correct kate (laughs) that's like the one the
1: one key (laughs) fact i know about you is yep. you like lasers. Um, I do. I don't know. Tell, tell us a bit more about yourself and, and about why you like lasers.
2: Well, before we get into that, I should acknowledge that I'm recording on the lands of the Worong people and pay respect to elders, past, present and emerging. But now, lasers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, They're just so to...
1: cool, man. They're just like...
0: They okay. are just
2: so cool. Hey, okay, why do you even have to ask the question, like, why are you into lasers? Like, surely everyone... Loves what is lasers, not to like. like
0: about a laser? Like even Thank cats you. like lasers. <laughs> That's true. That is
2: true. Yeah, what's not to like about lasers?
0: I don't know. Okay.
1: Well, maybe let's let's like start with the with the utter basics for the people that just don't have much of a physics background, uh such as myself. I I am not I don't physics. I just <laughs> I try, but I just I don't know. I don't get it. So, like, like what is a laser? Like, what is it? Just like a light? Like, you know, like I don't, I don't know. Like laser, laser guns in Star Wars and stuff. Like, are they? A th- like, what, what is a laser? Like, yeah, what that's, defines a laser? That's, Fundamental, that's a good, a big good old question. question, right?
2: And now, before I get into what actually defines a laser, we could talk about some of the things that you know we typically associate with lasers. So, first of all, often lasers are just one color, like. It's you red. get a red, a red laser or a green laser, or mm. s- like there's blue and so many like pretty much any color you can have as a laser. But there are some that are more common than others, um, mainly because they're like cheap to make into laser pointers that you can point at your cat and have it chase around <laughs> the land room floor. Um, yeah, so lasers tend to be one color, and they also tend to be directional, like in a in a like nice collimated beam. So. Mm. Right. That's the difference between a laser pointer and a torch. It's
1: like a light that kind of diffuses.
2: Yeah. And one of the reasons that they can, you know, you can actually focus a laser or like collimate it to make them under beam rather than just spreading out like a, a torch would mm-hmm. is because of some of the properties of laser light, uh, particularly uh, something that's called coherence. And it's because like when you have a normal light source, you, if we think of light as waves, uh the mm-hmm. the waves are sort of all jumbled up and you know interfering with each other like the peaks meet up mm-hmm. with the troughs of other waves and cancel yep. each other out and yeah. stuff like that whereas with a laser that's coherent that means basically all of the peaks and troughs line up nicely and you get this really nice beam right. of of laser of waves that's you know not jumbling up with each other and and because it's it's basically one nice beam and all the waves are all lining up means you can do things like focus it to a tighter spot than you could with just regular light and also yeah have have nice laser pointer beams that you can point at cats
1: right like so so lasers are just like a beam a beam of concentrated light right of a particular wavelength
2: particular wavelength which is a particular color yeah mm-hmm. um, but there's also also something else that that makes a laser. A laser and it actually is encompassed in the word laser which believe it or not is an acronym
0: oh what <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't know that yeah no, I, I, I my mind was blowing when i learned this as well which is why it's wrong to spell it with the z it's that is with correct an s it's spelled with an s because simulation isn't a word blah 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 paradox. yeah
2: so so the <gasps> acronym laser stands for light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation well hot damn oh <laughs> <laughs> well, hot damn
1: that whole understanding of the universe just crumbled i saw yeah. it is
0: that like a trade <laughs> is that like a trademarked thing where it's become like you know how we will we'll say like you know oh, i'll pass as a panadol instead of a paracetamol like is that a branded thing it's uh, just become common not common no
2: like, i don't think it was ever stuff? trademarked or anything but it's it's been around for a while and actually before there were lasers there were mazes which i know what a maze is. <laughs> <laughs> you might know what a maze is, but a maser was like basically a, a laser that used microwave
1: amplified by No, a it was microwave. A lot and more uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, so like a microwave laser. A
2: microwave laser. Yeah, so you could, yeah. Like obviously they did some research using mazes for a while. I think it was back in like the 40s and 50s. Um Yeah, but they kind of died off once they they invented the laser, which was in sort of the early um, 60s.
0: Could you use a maser to heat up a meal from really far away? Like a, I, like a sniper. I don't actually know.
2: Like but. a James
1: Bond villain with a giant, like, I'm picturing, once again, Doofenshmirtz I don't know. Yeah. This, I always reference Phineas and Ferb. But exactly, like, this is my cook food from far away, Anita. And it's actually just a maser that shoots, like, a it concentrated beam of microwave. Special
2: agents. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Perry the platypus pie. <laughs>
0: um, Just imagining a guy who wants to like mildly inconvenience someone so he like pre-cooks all their microwave popcorn inside their pan <laughs> and it's cold <laughs> and stale by the time they actually get to it and want to eat their popcorn.
1: That is true evil vin- villainry. Chaotic it's neutral, I'd say. Yeah.
2: Chaotic yeah, but I mischief. I think the, the true evil villains, you know, once they, they got their hands on lasers, they never looked back at the mazer yeah. because... Freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Freaking heads.
1: <laughs> well, okay, no, that's another question. Like laser beams, we see them in like sci-fi movies, etc., as as weapons. But like, you know, like you said, they're they're also toys that we play with our cats, or like use as a lecture, you know, laser pointer yeah. when you're presenting a lecture. Like, can lasers do lasers burn things? Like, like how does what's the distinction between like a toy laser and like a killer laser? <laughs>
2: Well, yes, lasers can definitely burn things, and um, you know, even the lasers in the the lab I work in—if you focus them down enough and put like a business card in the way—you can set it on fire. Which,
1: oh, what you've done that right? You've definitely done that.
2: Whenever I'm bored, I'm like, let's just give this a go. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, Except it stinks, which is really annoying. Uh, Like the smell of burning business card takes a while to leave the lab.
1: So. Would, is that the like chemicals in the business card though could you be more like could you burn like a leaf or something and just get oh, yeah. like a good old bushfire smell oh, that's not a good smell either. <laughs> oh,
2: no. um yeah probably though the problem is whenever you have burning smell in the lab it's bad news because it means your like equipment's probably decided to catch fire or something mm. like oh,
1: decided <laughs> to how rude of it
2: yeah particularly electronics that just dies sometimes it's It's never a good smell. You never want to smell burning in the lab, but Mm. sometimes it's fun to burn business cards. But yeah, um, (laughs) the difference between a cat laser pointer and one that not only burns business cards but can do things like cut metal is just the amount of output power. And Mm -hmm. there's various classes of lasers based on their output power and the, the class one laser is basically lasers that are completely you know, safe, they're in a box that you can't get to and, like, the laser inside a CD player is classified as that as long as it stays in the CD player.
1: Oh, what happens if you take it out of the CD player I asking think... for no reason in
2: particular? <laughs> um, I'm not I entirely have a CD sure. I don't player. <laughs> but it would, it would go up. It was probably a higher class then because you can actually access it. The next one, the class two, is what you'll get for, like, a laser pointer and mm-hmm. pretty much they have to be less than one milliwatt, which is actually not that much power. At all, when you think about, you know, like if you want to cook food, your microwave's like a thousand watt. Um, right. So um, that, that, that's it's like tiny. it's like mm. a, th- a million times more powerful than your laser pointer. Mm. Um, but fun fact: any battery-powered laser that's more powerful than the class two, more powerful than your standard laser pointer, is considered a weapon. Oh, oh what? Go on.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: So um, you've probably heard of like people pointing illegal powerful laser pointers at planes and like dazzling the pilots and stuff which yeah. is yeah
0: no trying
2: to...
1: what people do yeah, that that's why people they're illegal
2: do that. because that's why they're illegal yeah
1: what's and... wrong with people <laughs> <Very good laughs> oh my question. god what the fuck
0: well but yeah. i don't okay. think they do it i don't think they maybe some people do it on purpose but i think there are some instances of oh, people just like just a sticking around and pointing it around in yeah, the sky and right. stuff and a plane happens to fly overhead bzz, you know mm. and, um but some people probably do it on purpose some people definitely they do it on purpose don't understand natural consequences um of their actions
2: for whatever reason yeah um right. which which does make it less fun for the rest of us that want to responsibly Point laser pointers at things.
1: Um. <laughs> right. So, like, what what sort of lasers, like, what power lasers do you do stuff with? Like, what sort of, what power laser does it take to burn a business card?
2: You could actually probably burn a business card with a laser pointer if you focused it.
1: Uh, how, Like, with, like, a magnifying glass? Yeah. Or...
2: So, they, it's, it's not a good idea to use lenses around lasers if you value your safety because, obviously... Even though a laser dot is quite small, once you focus it, it gets a lot smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I was like what I was saying before about the beam being coherent and monochromatic means you can actually focus it to quite a small spot size.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, your standard laser pointer could probably burn a business card. Maybe it might have to be like black so it absorbs all of the light if you focused it with a with a magnifying glass. I can't save tried that but
0: so does that mean if you're using a magnifying glass or a lens to like you know the old trick of magnifying glass sun burning leaves or ants if you're a bit more malicious Mm. are you turning the sun into a laser if you're using that
2: no because the sun isn't like doesn't have the properties of a laser first of all the sun is not one color.
1: Yeah, the sun's all the different wavelengths. So it's
2: of. so it's yeah, that's
0: right. It's not just about a, a focused thing of light. It has mm. to have that. What did you, what do you say was coherent? Coherent. Coherence yeah. beam of of one color, one frequency, as yeah. well as being focused.
2: Yep. Actually, a, a fun fact is that the light. Well, it's kind of weird. Some of the measurements that people use for like when they're talking about lasers, it's things like intensity is probably the most common one, which is, like, power per unit area. So if you have a lot of power Mm -hmm. in a small area, it's more intense. And Mm -hmm. your standard, I think, uh, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but, like, your standard laser pointer that you use to play with your cat is actually more intense than sunlight. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's why even though these are considered safe and safe enough to have as toys... You still don't want to point one in your eyeball because it's still quite Mm. powerful.
1: Well, the stuff that burns you from the sun isn't like isn't the visible light; it's the UV, right? The ultraviolet, like you, the UV radiation is what causes like is what causes sunburn.
2: Yeah, but yeah, the visible light is what causes pain in your eyes if you stare at the sun.
1: Mm. Okay, I mean. I don't stare at the sun very often. Very, very often. often.
2: Don't you mean <laughs> at all?
0: Why do you have sometimes that you're staring at the sun, Kate? For know, science, for science. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> How many times have you done this experiment? Is there well, a reason I mean, you wear glasses? For good
1: scientific rigor, you've gotta, you know, repeat experiments. Uh mm. for yeah, no. I don't <laughs> I don't stare at kids, don't stare at the sun. That's kids, that's why the are you listening of, to
0: this show? For science, (laughs)
1: okay, yeah, (laughs) for learning. But anyway, back to lasers. Yeah,
2: so so you want to know how powerful the ones in the lab are? So yeah, I do. The next, the next class up
1: is what I want to know.
2: Um, so that there's the after the class two, you've got class three, and like
1: that makes sense.
2: That well done, numbering in order. There's various like class three A and B or something, but we don't really care about them. Basically, class Mm -hmm. three is anything under 500 milliwatts, which Mm -hmm. is definitely enough to burn a business card. Okay. And maybe. Classed a bit, as a weapon? Well, depends what you use it for. <laughs> um, but, but, when true,
1: you <laughs> A fry pan can be classed as I mean, a weapon, depends what you use it
2: for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a 500 milliwatt laser, if you, like, if it was in a fairly small beam and you put your finger in it and held it there for a while, depending on things like what color it was, would probably, like, might burn you if you, if you hold your finger there for a while. So we're, we're kind of getting to the weapon. Mm -hmm. end of things
1: depending you said depending on what color it was I'm intrigued by like what like what function do the different colors serve other than just I don't know looking like pretty like I want to I want to give my presentation with a green laser pointer because I just like the color green um but like like in terms presumably there's more to it than that
2: yeah there is in terms of like burning you the colors mainly got to do with how much of the light your skin absorbs Mm -hmm. So obviously different colours are going to be absorbed differently. Um, That's why I said before, if you had a black business card, it's going to catch fire more easily than a white one. Um, But yeah, in terms of actually like the different colours of laser pointers, um, it all depends on how you actually, like the actual material that the laser is made of that actually generates the light. Okay. So as as we said before, laser stands for Light Amplification by Stimulated Emission of Radiation. Mm-hmm. And the first part, light amplification, is how you get a nice bright laser pointer or any sort of laser beam is basically you start with a small amount of light and you amplify it.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: And <laughs> that's that's where we get into That's the st-
1: million-dollar question. The million-dollar
2: question. It was back in like the late 50s and early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it's this stimulated emission that is is what's responsible for it. Now, this comes from basically if you if you think this is a classic experiment that you probably did in high school, is the one where you get like a Bunsen burner and you put different chemicals in it and get different mm, colours. And you
1: get different colours, yeah. Yeah. That was I did that classic. one in chemistry. Yeah, I didn't do physics. I but did that, that one in
2: a... chem as well before I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So if you if you remember back to what that experiment actually meant um or you just looked at the colors i don't i don't know but um basically the atoms that you're putting in the the bunsen burner have different energy levels and when you Mm. put it in the flame it excites the atom up to a higher energy level and then when it drops back down again it emits that energy as Mm. light
1: yeah that's right
2: and the whole point of the experiment was to show that different atoms emit different colored light and it's very specific colors yeah okay so if you put, say, sodium in, you might get, like, a nice yellow color um, trying to think of some other ones. Uh, strontium is, like, a really bright red colour. And mm-hmm. this sort of thing is, is used in, like, fireworks to get the different colours. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Which is really cool. But it's also got to do with how lasers work and how they get their specific colours. So what stimulated emission is is... It's actually got to do with that process of the atom that's in an excited state re emitting that light. So
1: Okay, hang on. Before before we jump into that, just mm-hmm. for for anyone that doesn't have any you know, a lot of Alistairs have have zero sort of science background, like what what does it mean to be in an excited state? Like what like, how can an atom be excited? Versus, you know, it's just
2: um, really depressed, just deflated. There, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good question. So, in an atom, we've got the nucleus, which is the protons and neutrons, and around the nucleus, all the electrons are like whizzing around. Mm-hmm. And in what's called the ground state, which is like the lowest energy state, is when the electrons are sort of whizzing around in their lo- like least energetically. You know,
1: like it's- me, right? now yeah you're just, you're just <laughs> I am a ground state electron
2: <laughs> yeah you're just chilling out you know <laughs> if, if you could you'd be even more relaxed but you can't be so you're just chilling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when when the atom absorbs some energy whether that's from your Bunsen burner flame or whether it's from absorbing light or you know mm-hmm. depending on the situation sometimes things like electricity or whatever you can actually like Excite those electrons. So you give them a bit of energy. They start whizzing around more energetically, and you know, just doing their electron thing with a bit more excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something that was that was basically is what you see when you do that Bunsen burner experiment. Is specific atoms only give specific colours, and the reason that is is because the energy levels are very specific for each atom. Mm-hmm. Now you know we could talk about quantum mechanics for like 6 weeks and explain <laughs> I'd why still that still not might understand be the case. it <laughs> but let's not do that let's just let's just not. take it <laughs> as as given that yeah atoms have specific energy levels yeah right so back to how lasers work when you get an atom in its excited state two things could happen one is the atom could drop back down to its its ground state and release a specific colored photon or, or like packet of light
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that you know just happens randomly. Um, is what you see in that Bunsen burner experiment. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, if the atom just so happens to have the right color light, like hit it when it's in that excited state, like the same, basically the same color as what it would emit when it drops back down to the ground state, it will emit the like it will emit the same light it'll be stimulated into emitting the light so the normal what we call spontaneous emission the atom just drops back down to the ground state whenever it sort of feels like it mm-hmm. but in stimulated emission which is what happens in a laser is where the incoming light actually causes the atom to emit light right okay yeah and and the cool thing that Matt, that makes you look a little confused
0: <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to just put that together um so
1: you've got an atom and yeah. it's hanging about and it's it's fairly chilled out, you know. Yep. Uh and then it drinks a coffee. This is gonna be a really
0: bad example. <laughs> go on, go on. No, I see regret where this goes. This. Oh, no, I <laughs> wanna <to laughs> see where you take this, honestly. <laughs> I'm in an excited state now to know uh, where you wanna <laughs> go with this analogy.
1: Oh, it's no, okay. I apologize in advance, everyone, for this analogy. Uh it has a coffee, it gets excited. Everyone knows that coffee, uh, stimulates your gastrointestinal tract, right? And yeah, you emit a certain amount of, uh, brown light, you know, brown light out of your rear end, uh, you go back down to being relaxed. This, but this so, so if you're, if you're given, okay, so you could get excited, right? But yeah. then if you, if you're hit with like, I don't know, an energy drink with no sugar, but lots and lots of caffeine, <laughs> It's going to actually stimulate you to emit that thing that you would emit randomly anyway throughout yeah. the day. But if you've had that extra caffeine boost, uh, mm. it helps It helps push that emission. It's a terrible analogy. I told you it's, I didn't want to do it, but you both bad. encouraged me. Um, <laughs> and I regret ever um, opening yeah. my mouth. I uh. mean,
2: it, it kind of works, the, that analogy. So when the atom's in the excited state, basically another photon comes along hits the atom the atom goes oh no I should drop down to my ground state again and emits so it the original photon that hit it and then it emits another one and the thing that's really cool about this is both of them are basically identical Mm. so what what the atom does is the incoming photon that hits it when it's in the excited state it basically copy and pastes that photon and now sends like two photons
1: oh I get it Matt doesn't get it. Matt's face is is, is puzzled.
2: (laughs) He's in his ground state again. He needs to get excited.
0: (laughs) Okay, wait. So I get that when the atom needs to return to its ground state, it releases whatever um, amount of energy um, out the the electrons are in in the form Mm -hmm. of light and then... The the, the the amount of energy corresponds to a frequency of, of wavelength of the light which then creates a color. Um, I'm a little bit lost at the f- photon coming in and then copy and, and paste what how come how is it copying the external photon if the um, light that's being produced and the energy that's being emitted is coming from the atom and the electrons being excited in that particular state i don't get what that external yep. photon has to do with okay. the energy being released
2: now that's definitely a good question and it's yeah it's it's interesting the answer so first of all the external photon has to be pretty much the right energy difference as to like it has to be pretty much the right energy as what the atom's going to emit anyway okay so so that's sort of half of the the battle already won is you need the right um, frequency external photon. And then so basically what happens is if... See, we've been talking about photon, like light as photons. If we think about light as like a wave, yeah, we will think about like if you've got your atom and then there's like a wave of external light going past it, the atom has to release its energy. And sort of the easiest way for it to do that is just let's say, ride the external wave and, like, would <laughs> it throw out its energy as that same wave?
0: Okay, yeah. No, I think I kind of get that more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so because it's got this this external wave that's that's stimulating it, it, it throws out its energy at, in the same wavelength and also in the same direction as the incoming photon so that it matches that wave. So would it
0: then... Not be stimulated and not release the wave if it was hit by a photon that was a a, a photon a, a light wave that was traveling at a different frequency than that is
2: yeah that's totally true okay um okay yeah
0: cool yeah and that's what yeah okay yeah I think I get it cool
2: <laughs> yeah awesome. so that's that's stimulated emission and the way that that gives you light amplification mm. is if you have a whole bunch of atoms that are in their excited states and you can do this if you've got your whatever your laser material is and you get it into its excited state um, there are a few different ways you can do this some of them use coffee. electricity uh, don't know about coffee but okay. Okay. <laughs> some others like like a bright flash like a flashing light. Is, is used generally for pulse lasers, but like the earliest mm-hmm. lasers were pulse lasers, so that's how they did it. They basically had like a camera flash that they flashed this oh. laser material, which for the first lasers was actually a ruby crystal. Oh, and ruby is is one of the is one of the materials that actually is is quite good, particularly because the atoms stay in the excited state for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. And ruby ruby is hyped constantly.
2: <laughs> yeah. So they had like this ruby crystal, they had like a flash lamp near it that sent this like big bright flash, basically like a camera flash and got all, well not all, but like a lot of the atoms in the ruby crystal excited Mm. and then some of them would spontaneously decay back down to the ground state because that's just what they do Mm -hmm. and then they'd release photons of that specific colour and that color like that photon would then go and hit another atom that was still in the excited state mm. and that would cause stimulated emission which would then have two photons
1: which would then hit another one which, which would, would then create hit, another two which and would then make they two would all create another
2: two which creates another two and you get and a and it chain would just reaction. like
1: exponentially like
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep that's the sound for it <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> that's just what lasers so sound like right then the next thing to do there would be to capture those photons and focus them all into a single beam, which is where the other part of the laser comes into it, right? The focusing part after you've stimulated that emission.
2: Well, yeah, basically that if you've got stimulated emission occurring, you're going to eventually create like a beam that's heading in in the same direction. Because as I said before. right.
0: Yeah. 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 Because the direction thing, because they all go in the same direction. They all go
2: in, in the same direction, and the, another thing they they tend to do, and pretty, uh, yeah, basically all lasers do this is have like mirrors at either end of your material, and what happens then is if you've got a beam that's like if you've got a photon that hits one of those mirrors, it bounces back off the mirror and goes back uh, into the material, and it can do more, and it can do more, and because you've only got mirrors Nifty. at the ends, like your beam. Like the photons that do more because they, they go through the crystal once and then come back and go again, even though it's in the opposite direction, that doesn't matter because they'll hit the other end and come back again. And they go in a straight line forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards and build up right. more and more like amplification every time they pass through the crystal. And as they do that, that's also contributes to getting a nice directional beam because um, it all builds up.
0: What point does that amplification run out then because i assume it can't just be a continuous feedback loop that gets brighter and brighter and stronger and stronger because con- con- conservation of energy you, you, you're not creating photons out of nothing eventually that crystal's yeah. going to run out of
2: atoms to be excited and shoot photons out exactly and you've got to find the right balance between having you know photons or you having fo- more photons or having atoms in the excited state because You've got to get them into that excited state and they only stay there for a, a limited amount of time. And if you, as soon as you start using an atom to mo- like amplify a photon, you, it drops back down to the ground state. So mm. if you want to have a good laser, you need to be able to like replenish those atoms back up to the excited state again. And mm. and there's different ways of doing that depending on what type of laser you've got, but Basically, to get a good laser, you need to have the right kind of material that you can get enough of the the material in an excited state so that you get, you know, reasonable amplification and it doesn't just all run out before you've actually got yourself a laser.
0: So will you then yeah. need to, like, recharge the crystal
2: <laughs> afterwards? Yes, yeah, <It's-> definitely. Um, <laughs> so with, like, the, the pulsed lasers, um, like the early ones, like the ruby crystal one, they had like a flash lamp which would only like flash once and then charge up the crystal and then it would emit like a pulse of light and then you'd have to flash the crystal again to charge right. it up again. And
0: that's what the that's why it flashes and that's what the pulsing is. So every time it's flashing, yeah. it's recharging. Because, of course, it's light. It's moving super quick. It's not like you flash it once and it holds that beam for ages. You flash it, it's charged, it does its laser thing, and then it's yeah. spent. So then you keep flashing it to keep. Charging it, continuously. charging it up, it up, continuously.
2: Yeah, right. And okay. they they could do it like they could flash it fast enough, like you know, multiple times a second. So it to the naked eye kind of looked like, depending on mm. how fast it was flashing, either looked like it was looked flashing continuous. or it was a continuous beam. But yeah, to get a continuous laser, which like most of the laser pointers and things like that are continuous lasers, you need to have a material that you can excite. Uh, continuously and
1: right and does um, that exist
2: that definitely exists and probably the most common one in laser pointers particularly red laser pointers would be they're called diode lasers mm-hmm. so a diode is like an electronic device made out of silicon um, kind of similar to an LED is a laser diode is an LED is a light emitting diode so they're pretty much a laser ah. but they don't they're not actually doing um, stimulated emission i don't so it's it's not technically a laser but it's very similar in how they work
1: right but they kind of diffuse like if you've got led lights they're not like a beam they're kind of like you can light a room with led yeah right
2: yeah so that's going back to what i was saying about things like being coherent mm. a a led they're actually a little bit coherent like they're not completely mm-hmm. jumbled up but they're not as good as a as an actual laser but Basically what happens in a laser diode is you're pumping electricity into the diode, which is the lasing material, and that's recharging the atoms into their excited states. So you're continuously recharging them. They, you know, hit, get hit with a photon and do stimulated emission, and then they can get recharged again by electricity. So it's done powered by that, electricity rather than by light. Yeah, so that's that's happening continuously that the... the, the atoms are getting excited by electricity as as they drop back down to their ground state they get excited again they release mm. more light and that's how you, how you can get a continuous laser that's well hot cool. damn well hot yeah <laughs> <damn. laughs> and another another way that they actually use like it's you call pumping is where you put them up into the the higher energy state is
1: pump them up of pump course. them up yeah I love pump it. them up get
2: them excited like, yeah, yeah mate.
1: pump yourself up <laughs>
2: Um, That brings a whole new meaning to having lasers at raves and stuff. (laughs) Doesn't it? Um, Yeah, well, you can use one laser to pump another laser.
1: Oh, yeah, so the hype man,
2: the hype laser. The hype laser. (laughs) Yeah, and as I was talking, the diode lasers are generally what's red laser pointers because it just so happens that the diodes they use are pretty good at making red light because you've got to have that right energy level in your atoms. Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the ruby lasers were red, which is kind of because rubies are red. Because but rubies not, are red? Yeah. Yeah, yeah not not in, entirely. Like it's n- not – the colour of the crystal is not entirely dependent on the, the laser colour. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, these laser diodes can be quite a range of colours, but the cheapest ones are generally red. Then green lasers, like laser pointers, aren't just a laser diode. So generally – in a green laser pointer, you've got two lasers. One of them is a diode laser that's mm-hmm. pumping another laser. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> so green, the green boys need a hype man. Um, yeah. Um, yeah,
2: okay. and, and the green, I'm definitely
1: the, a green laser. That's my spirit. Laser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but the, the cool thing is the, in green lasers, there's not only is there two lasers, there's also a crystal that doubles the frequency of the light, which oh. changes its color, right? Nice. So so what happens is you've got like the pump laser which pumps up another laser which then emits an infrared laser, which you can't see. Mm-hmm. but there's this crystal, the frequency doubling crystal. and what happens there is similar sort of thing with like the atoms absorb two photons and go up two energy levels. Oh, but
1: and, then, emit two. and
2: then they no they don't emit two, they no. only emit one high energy photon. Okay, okay, so they take in two infrared photons yeah. which is which is lower energy mm-hmm. and then they emit one higher energy green photon mm. and so right. all like pretty much all the green laser pointers you'll see are are kind of the same frequency because they all use the similar similar technology to generate the light, which is this this frequency doubling mm. which is I think is pretty cool yeah.
1: Not to like make it neuroscience, but
2: I can't help myself. <laughs> Here we go.
1: No, I just, I remember I read something somewhere that like green, green, uh, this might be incorrect, correct me if I'm wrong, but green lasers are brighter than, or look brighter than red lasers of the same like energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that to do, is that to do with the fact that it's a higher energy, like, you know, photon being emitted or is that just because our eyes, like where in, in our retina we've got cells that detect light and we're more sensitive to like green light than red light. Like we detect green light more easily than we detect red light. So is it, is it a, do you know if it's like a perceptual thing from from humans or is it to do more fundamentally with the type of photon that's being emitted?
2: I believe it's a perceptual thing or at mm-hmm. least a sensitivity thing of the cells in your retina yeah they're more sensitive to green yeah than that's red. definitely a a thing um i guess it also depends on the wavelength of the particular laser like if it's a green or a red laser that's closer to the like peak receptiveness of a red sensitive cell mm. it's going to look brighter than if it's further away from that yeah but yeah. still red um yeah like- i guess that
1: that becomes a very complex question now that i
2: yeah. Think about it
1: that's a whole episode in and of itself forget uh, about that let's let's just let's go no, back to physics i'll i'll acknowledge I, try I would have back.
0: while we're still away from <laughs> physics it's not quite at a neuroscience level in fact i would think it would be more important um oh, don't worry <laughs> Kate, fighting you'll, words you'll, you'll agree with me okay so lightsabers <laughs> yes, uh, knowing I that different lasers <laughs> and they have been called laser swords in star wars as well. So they do use lasers and they use crystals and stuff. So, mm, you know, fiber
1: crystals. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know,
0: if a r- more realistic lightsaber would be like plasma contained within a magnetic field, because lasers would just fucking go off forever, but let's pretend yeah, they're lasers, end, right? Let's, let, let's <laughs> pretend they're lasers and somehow they're contained. Right. What color lightsaber would be the most effective? Knowing what we Ooh. know about lasers and how different Ooh. colors do actually have different powers and energy levels.
1: Yeah, because like the dark saber is like black, but like that wouldn't—you can't that, have black photons. You wouldn't have like that, that.
0: Doesn't. But you've like red. You've got green. You've got purple. You've got red, you've got green, got blue, purple, yellow, yellow as yellow, well. Yeah, white. You have white sabers. Um, so yeah yeah. well
2: like
1: this is an important question it's an
2: important question all right well let's let's go through it white is as we know and Kate I'm sure you can attest to this is not just one color
1: Mm, it's all the colors mixed together so you couldn't have a white laser right because that's one of the fundamental things when you were defining a laser you said it had to be like monochromatic
2: yeah so for a continuous laser yes it has to be monochromatic and you couldn't have white unless maybe you mix together multiple lasers of different Mm -hmm. frequencies. Like if you had a red, green, and a blue laser and mix them all together. oh, Is that a thing you
1: can do? You can mix lasers?
2: Well, yeah. So you sort of just get like a a mirror. You can say you've got a mirror that only reflects like red light. You could Mm -hmm. like shine the blue laser through that mirror Mm -hmm. and then like reflect red off it. And then the beams coming off the mirror are both lined up. Mm -hmm. So you've got a red Mm -hmm. and a blue laser like. Together. So, traveling a white lightsaber
1: could actually just be multiple lasers. So, it's so more sort of like a uh, to me.
2: Neapolitan <laughs> laser, is how I'm imagining it, you know? A Neapolitan laser, yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll go to the dark saber now. Is it black or like when it's you say black, black with is a, a white well, glow well, around it? Yeah, it, it, yeah, of it, it kind
1: it. of has like a halo of, but it's black. It's meant to be black, I think.
2: But does it, so it absorbs light or it's just invisible? It, 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 I mean on screen it, it looks
0: like it is black and then it has the white halo around it c- to kinda of distinguish it and give it that mm-hmm. border. So it doesn't I, I would, hold up
1: scientifically, don't think about <laughs> it
0: too much. Um, but I guess yeah. if we were trying to give it a scientific justification, I would it say it absorbs light. light. Or yeah, we could say because I don't know, it's UV lights black. are sometimes called black lights, but it doesn't look like yeah, a UV light. Like that's it's physically where I was, I was black physically, go. Um mm.
2: Yeah. I I'm not sure about like something that absorbs light, maybe a black hole that's shaped <laughs> in a lightsaber. <laughs> Fucking singularity in <and> a hilt. <laughs> um, You'd
0: have
1: to be yeah, pretty bloody strong to wield that, that thing.
2: That I guess Midicorians,
1: really, it's fine.
2: Really make a mess of your enemies if you can wield that safely. If you can I mean yeah, the dark sabers the black hole. are very much an outlier when it comes to the lightsaber world, True. you know. Mm. Um yeah, I was gonna say if it is UV, maybe that could be more powerful because UV photons are higher energy than mm-hmm. visible light. But
1: But okay, important question though. Sith versus Jedi. So let's say blue, green versus red.
0: Or purple if as if well as in
1: Yeah, so uh, you Ma- know, yeah. normal kyber crystal <laughs> versus like corrupted kyber crystal. So red versus everything else.
0: Blue, green. If you're yellow. going by
1: Jedi law. But you know, let's just say um, blue for argument's sake. Or green. Whatever's.
0: Blue and green, the most common. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're well,
1: Samuel L. Jackson and you're like, I only agree to be in this movie if I can have a dope ass purple lightsaber.
2: And Love they were it. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Your Samuel
1: <laughs> L. Jackson will give you what you want. Uh,
2: <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Like apart from the, the color of the photons that presumably these lightsabers are emitting, um, I guess it depends on what you're cutting. So, human um, flesh yeah we'll say <laughs> well, like what's the most wings. effective because i mean <laughs> if we think
0: about what a lightsaber is typically used for i'd say it's cutting metal when they're like trying to get through doors and stuff and and cutting down droids or cutting flesh people. yeah so those would be yeah, the not necessarily
1: purposes. human but i mean flesh
0: they also deflect lasers but i don't know how that, oh. that's a whole nother kettle of fish <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say but let's
1: just go with stabbing stabbing folks, folks stabbing and flesh metal.
2: Yeah, well, I guess it depends on what color light the, the thing you're stabbing is going to reflect would depend on the laser. Unless, of course, it's just the like total power of each photon. In that case, green is better than red. Blue is better than green. Ultraviolet is better than blue. Um, hmm. but So like, that's
1: why the Sith had to turn to learning to do things like force choking because their lightsabers <laughs> are subpar.
0: Maybe, maybe it's that's funny, what it was. That's, that's very funny because in, in the old Star Wars lore, the whole idea of the Sith turning their crystals red is they're corrupting it with this dark power and stuff. So Sith lightsabers are meant to be more powerful yeah, than the natural true. ones.
2: But I mean, well, I guess well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it has to do it with, so good. Maybe it has to do with the crystals because as I said, like the first laser was red from a, a ruby crystal um, and sort of getting higher energy lasers like or higher photon energy like green, blue, ultraviolet, has taken a bit more effort to actually achieve because finding atoms with these energy levels like that give you those colours is, mm. is not as as common.
1: Well they but, have to go on some big special quest. <laughs> well the Sith do take the easy if you, if you watch Clone Wars, out. there's a whole <laughs> whole thing yeah, about so, how they so have to they, find they, the specific crystals. Yeah, uh,
2: maybe they take the easy way out. Another thing is because these are like so let's say red lasers are easier. Often they're more powerful. Um, like getting as it, think about that green laser point I was talking about has that frequency doubling crystal to actually achieve green. The original mm-hmm. laser is infrared. So the infrared laser is actually more powerful than the green light that it emits because it's mm. not a hundred percent efficient process. So to get because green out, it loses out,
1: some in the process. It loses some of yeah. some of the
2: energy. But as we as we sort of preface this with lightsabers aren't really lasers. Yeah. But if we want to keep it in the the sort of Star Wars realm, let's talk Always. about laser blasters. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's actually, like, closer to reality, the fact that you could have, like, a, a small pulse of laser light that's, like, you know, not an infinitely long beam. Yeah. Right. Um, because they've got ultra-fast Pulsed lasers.
1: Would that be like the camera flash thing?
2: Um, Even more than the camera flash thing. Because, like, a camera flash, maybe it lasts for, like, you know, let's say a millisecond. Yeah. Um, light travels at 300,000 kilometres per second. Mm-hmm. Mm. So in a millisecond, which is a thousandth of a second, that's going to travel 300 kilometres. Yike. <laughs> yeah, they slow so, down a bit in the movies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Um, but also if you wanted to get a pulse that was like, you know, I don't know how, ever lo- how long the standard Star Wars bas- blaster bolt I know, is. like but... two
1: centimetres. That was a rough, yeah. I don't know if that's true. I think it's actually or a bit
0: longer. It's more kind of like, like, two like a foot, like 30 centimetres from... You reckon? Well, I don't that's know. Maybe long... Maybe it's just motion blur, but they seem... Maybe. I, I recall them being relatively long, so you can actually kind of see them and you have a cool style yeah. thing going on, you
2: know? So so I was thinking that that too, that they're like... Reasonably long, but still like quite short, not 300 kilometres. Yes, no. Mm. It's not a 300 kilometre long blast, <laughs> like 30 yeah. centimetres max. Yeah. yeah. So so to get a a pulse that short, you'd need oh. to have a pretty fast pulsed mm. laser. Yeah. So, and they they have them, right? So there's, you know, lasers that can do nanosecond pulses, which are actually fairly common. And then there's even more high-tech ones that, are really, really expensive and can do like pulses on the order of femtoseconds and Ooh. a femtosecond. That's a word is I don't a... recognize. Yeah. It's, it's so a...
1: fast you don't even
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a million femtoseconds in a nanosecond. How many nanoseconds yeah, right. in a second? A billion. Oh. So a femtosecond <laughs> is a million billionth of a second, which is an absurdly short amount of time. Very small very very small and yeah they have lasers that can pulse that fast and god that's so cool really cool because when they do these pulses they can get like basically squish up all the energy into a really short pulse and you get like the power like the energy you know the amount of energy it delivers per mm. unit time in that pulse is absurdly high like if you had one of these femtosecond lasers and you basically just shot it through the air it would if you f- like maybe you have to focus it, but you could actually ionize the air oh, shit. just by turning this laser on. And so
1: a laser blaster would actually do some solid damage.
2: Oh yeah. Um
0: for those and- who don't know when to refresh me from my high school science, what does that mean to
2: ionize something? Okay. So basically you're ripping the electrons off the atom. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. And I'll tell you what else, like ionizes air. What lightning oh dang so you'd have like a little lightning blaster basically basically a little lightning like and and i've seen videos of people doing this and they focus it down to a little spot and then they're just pulsing it's like and there's this basically a little ball of lightning just sitting in the air there god that's fucking cool (laughs) holy crap we're we're, we're really verging on super villain territory here (laughs) yeah the next question was going to be
1: like force lightning versus laser blaster uh
2: (laughs) yeah well one of the same apparently yeah Uh,
1: god
2: yeah so that's that's really really cool and um
0: would that mean sorry to just go on a little tangent here if we were in the future and we actually had this sort of laser weaponry i imagine it wouldn't necessarily be something handheld you could have it as like a big old cannon thing Because it's Mm -hmm. light, you could shoot it quite far, so I don't imagine infantry using this would probably be more on the scale of artillery, however you pronounce it, whatever. Um, Because normally when you shoot big old cannons and stuff, gravity pulls the shell back down and you can kind of go with the curve of the earth. Would this light be going so fast that it would escape the curve of the earth and you couldn't really actually shoot it that far without it going off on a tangent from... Earth's orbit, yeah. or and exploding follow, a planet, and ex- or would it follow <laughs> the curve of the Earth? Would it be affected by gravity, basically? Or is okay. it fast enough to say "fuck gravity"? I'm gonna do my own
2: thing. Well, we know that light is affected by gravity, but to actually have a noticeable effect, you need you know, like something like the sun.
0: Yeah, actually mm-hmm.
2: has it's very very small, but the sun is massive enough to have a noticeable bending effect of light black holes are much better at doing it right they're also really massive so yeah back to your weaponization of lasers question it would be a line of sight weapon essentially Mm -hmm. um so yeah without going too super villain maybe if you you want (laughs) to have it on a satellite or something and you can like orbit over your enemies' heads and
1: Oh my god. Oh that's um, cool. <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> that's horrifying.
0: Is what it is. But cool. Oh, but yeah.
2: scary, but cool. Um, it's it's probably not that big of a, a concern, at least in the immediate term future, because getting the amount of power on a satellite to actually generate a laser beam mm-hmm. that powerful mm. is is quite difficult. Um probably not in our lifetime, hopefully. Thank maybe. I fuck. don't know. Well uh, maybe all the wooden think you've
1: jinxed it, Matt. <laughs> I don't like I how don't you like said, that. well. Yeah. <laughs> that tone of voice scares me. Um,
2: this, is, this is probably the coolest proposed application of lasers that I've ever heard of. And it requires some real big lasers, like bigger than we've ever had before. Cool, and cool, cool. it is going... The, the plan is to use lasers to... Launch spaceships to twenty percent the speed of light. What? <laughs> like me. as the
1: like propulsion? Like, what do you mean launch
2: spaceships? Use, so, so the idea is they're going to have spaceships with a sol- like a sail, a solar a sail. sail, a light n- sail, like a solar sail. Like, yeah, essentially a solar sail, but instead of using the sun to propel it, which would take forever and not be very effective, you laser. use a giant laser. And ah. You shoot it at the sale and you can push it along. Oh my god! <laughs> which and this which is a, like insane. a legit
1: proposed thing that people. Legit have proposal.
2: Like, um, oh. it's it's called Breakthrough Starshot, and you can you know search them up, and they've, they've got like all sorts of you know different proposals of how they're actually going to be able to achieve this. And you say not within our lifetime. Well, they're kind of hoping to do it by twenty thirty six. Is the goal that they set themselves? I so I mean, I hope what that did, that's within your what lifetime. Did, what, did the, uh, what did the the James Webb telescope? When did they oh, say Oh
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's been delayed a couple of times. Oh <laughs> one
1: once or seven times. Uh see our previous episode on the James <laughs> Webb telescope. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. But you know
1: God damn. Okay. Still so they, still within
2: they... this century, they're they're hoping. Yeah. Man, that's insane. So we
1: should be concerned about. The weaponry aspect is what I'm hearing.
2: Well, yes and no. Um, to actually achieve, I mean, getting this,
1: funding for that sort of thing, like, surely, surely, getting funding don't want is that. one
2: thing. Getting the power is another thing because these mm. lasers would need to be a hundred gigawatts, which is you're know, like almost a Torian level of power. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, isn't it more? What was the Delorean? 121 gigawatts I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, or, or it, it oh yeah. Or was it one 1.2?
2: Oh shit. Okay, like
0: so it's like 100 times 100 as times the Delorean as shit. Okay. <laughs> Damn, you could travel through time 100 times to get to the level of power that
2: this laser needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. and and just to generate that amount of power is is nuts because the largest single power plant in the world is only a fifth of that amount of power and right. Oh yeah, dear. so you'd need, and this is this massive hydro facility in China that is, you know, enormous and is just generating so much electricity that you would need five of them just to um, actually power this laser,
0: which Yikes. is which
2: is insane. Um, another comparison Yay. is that the total amount of energy to launch, like when. In their proposal, they want to launch a thousand spaceships, and also, by the way, they have to be really small because light is not very good at pushing I assume things. these spaceships
0: probably wouldn't be manned because definitely I not. don't think a human could handle going
2: twenty percent <laughs> the speed of light. Um. Yes. Yeah, so these spaceships, mm. they're trying to make them weigh one gram or less.
1: Okay. Oh. Wh-
2: so like, what's is... the
1: point? <laughs> Apart from just because we can
0: exploration. Um, you could go so far into space with that if you can find a way for that spaceship to communicate back with you you could go way further than either of the voyager ships have gone in like a a fraction of the time and you could send all of them out in all different directions like the amount we could explore with that is fucking insane you could yeah, also
1: probably cure world hunger with the same money, but we won't go there. Oh come
0: no, on, um, okay. Hey, don't don't yeah. be the person <laughs> who brings like Well, what's the practical application for this science? Yeah, no, come on, it's right. science for science the science application the comes later you are correct the application comes I'll after the
2: expo- exploration all
0: right all right and, I'll and get just to, back s- just to satisfy you cupboard.
2: kate let's just say if you found a way to renewably generate you know 100 gigawatts then you've probably solved world power problems true
1: true all right cool I've, um, i'm i am now happy physics can continue <laughs> you have my blessing <laughs>
2: um yeah so you're right. Uh, Matt that these could go anywhere um their their immediate goal is to travel to the nearest star which is 4.2 light years away which would only take 20 years traveling at 20 percent of the speed of light which uh. you go oh 20 years that's ages um if Voyager was to get there which it won't because it's going in the wrong direction but mm. it would take like 73 million years
1: oh yeah okay <laughs> a little different
2: so a it's little... a little bit different yeah it's... yeah um, okay yeah
1: that's pretty fucking cool
2: that
1: is pretty fucking cool yeah. i i will concede that is cool
0: space is big remember we
2: need fast shit to see it all yeah <laughs> um so the the caveat is unless you've got a hundred gigawatt laser on the other side to like decelerate it it's just oh gonna yeah how past. would it stop it won't it's just gonna go Woo. and then it's gonna be really slow for it to
0: talk back to us because all of the stuff it's gonna be sending back yeah like way. how
1: does it oh okay so many more problems to solve
2: yeah lucky yeah. we
1: have scientists right yeah.
2: <laughs> scientists with a dream which uh, is to make a massive laser um <laughs> yeah and there's, there's so many other problems they have to overcome as well like the atmosphere because these lasers will be on the ground because it's so much easier to have a well i say easier it's already really hard to make this laser but it's easier than putting it in space. Yeah. And because it has to shoot through the atmosphere, the atmosphere Mm. would actually affect the beam.
1: Yeah, because, yeah.
2: Um, Basically, like, when you see stars twinkling, that's because the atmosphere is distorting the light coming from the stars. Scattering the light. Moon moon base,
0: moon base with (laughs) a laser.
2: Moon base, moon base, moon base (laughs) with a laser. Um, Yeah, possibly. Uh, (laughs) One day. One day. there's, there's, There's some talks about like mining the moon for like nuclear fusion fuel. Oh. So maybe that could be nice.
0: a yes. Oh. <laughs> We're not using it. Go on. on. <laughs> it's just chill. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um so maybe way won't mind.
1: <laughs> you meddling humans, <laughs> you Scooby Doo villain voice. If it weren't for you meddling <laughs> humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't we know, always maybe, maybe. asked if we could, but never if we should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. What happened it's to
1: different. science for the sake of science? Come on, guys.
0: I mean, we're <laughs> the ones saying "mine the moon. You're the ones saying stop. I, I, I was, I, uh, you want yeah. to solve world hunger, there's probably a lot of resources to make food on the moon. I'm just saying.
1: We don't need to make food. We just need to distribute it better. Anyway, I don't know that's, to I'm, We're not gonna. I will get yeah. in trouble for being too political if we're I go down get that get rabbit into hole.
2: That <laughs> ethics debate so I'm a not.
1: I'm a <laughs> shut up right now. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean that ethics debate's still probably a while off before having to actually deal with the practicalities of it. But yeah, yeah it's it's interesting where it could go. Oh, it's so
1: fucking okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I think you've done a very good job of answering the big old question of, like, why are lasers cool? And I wish we could keep talking for hours and hours and hours about all the hypothetical, you know, Fuck it, let's do things. it. Welcome
0: to our special <laughs> episode of Curiosity Killed the Rat. Seven three hour hours long on. Oh, oh seven. Three. Fuck, no, you go for it. Seven <laughs> hours. Fuck it. Twelve, all right? We're doing no, a full day gonna, marathon of laser I'm talk. I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. I'm going to pull the pin on the laser talk and, and drag <laughs> us along uh, to our listener question. As always, we have a wonderful listener question question emailed in by one of our awesome listeners. And today's listener question comes from Riley. And Riley wrote in and he asked, when talking about habits, we say that if you do something for 30 days, it will become a habit. How true is this for people trying to quit things like smoking? Or because smoking involves ingesting chemicals, does this not work? So there's a few, there's a few different elements to this question. Um, so like, let's, let's start with the kind of like fundamental premise that it's set on that 30 days is, is the make or break time for a habit. False fucking fucking bullshit. Totally, totally not true. Um, (laughs) so this whole, yeah. So this whole like, you know, 30 days thing, big misconception. Like sometimes you hear it as like 21 days is what it takes for a habit Mm -hmm. or like 10,000 hours or like, there's so many different like Mm. versions of this, um, Interestingly, I cuz I looked this up cuz I was like that's not true, but I have heard that. Um it comes from so in in 1960 there was a plastic surgeon who wrote a book and essentially in his book he said he noticed that it took people approximately 21 days to get used to their new faces after they'd had like a nose job. Yeah. And and so from that people were like okay, it takes 21 days to form a habit and people then rounded that out to like a month or 30 days or whatever. And like, it kind of just stuck around because like, if you think about it, right, it's, it's, it's a short enough time to be like inspiring and motivating, but it's long enough that it's believable. So people are like, that sounds right. Mm. I'm going to believe that I just have to stick at this new thing for a month and then it'll be a habit and we'll be, we'll be all G. Um, yeah, no, not not true so there was a a study in 2009 that really was like the nail in the coffin of this um theory and they they essentially looked at how long it took people to form a variety of new habits um and essentially it depends on the person and it also depends on the habit because they found so they found that the average time to form a new habit over like the whole study was about 66 days so already not 30 um but it ranged from 18 days to 254 days so ah. massive massive variation like, about
0: an average of that right give or take a couple of
1: outliers. <laughs> yeah not at all no order of magnitude the, come on was the average um <laughs> but yeah so essentially but like okay like first of all just you know to make it clear like what is a habit a habit is essentially just defined as like those None's automatic whether. no um they're automatic automatic behaviors so like stuff that you do without having to think about so like you know driving if if you drive to work the same route every day you might not remember how you got there because it's it's become a habitual activity and it's it's essentially there's two different types of behavior in like behavioral neuroscience I can say this from a place of like I actually study this shit um so for once I feel like I know what I'm talking about Uh, (laughs) but you've got you've got goal-directed behaviors and you've got habitual behaviors and so fairly self-explanatory you either do something with the the aim of reaching a goal or you do it because it's a habit it's it's you know a pathway that's just kind of formed in your brain and you just automatically do it without thinking And so making and breaking habits are also two different things. So Riley's question was around like people stopping smoking. That's not forming a new habit. That's trying to break an existing habit. Right. right? And so there's a lot of research around like things that help break habits is when you actually replace it with a new habit. So you figure out what. Is the cue like because normally to to engage in a habitual activity or a habitual behavior there needs to be some sort of cue some sort of context some sort of thing that happens in your life that like triggers this automatic pathway in your brain, so you figure out what your cue is. So say if your habit is like the example that one of the one of the studies that I read the example was um eating a cookie at like three p.m. the clock rolls around to like three p.m. and you you have a cookie and. That gives you a bunch of rewards. Maybe it makes you less hungry. Maybe it makes you, you know, gives you a sugar rush. Um, But what they actually found is that the cookie for for this group of people was actually fulfilling a need for, like, socialization, like taking a break from work and socialization. So if you take that cue and you're like, right, I want to break my cookie-eating habit, um, you figure out what the cue is and you figure out what the reward is and you replace it. So you're like, okay, the cue is 3 p.m. The reward is socialization. So... 3 p.m. rolls around, you then get up and you go chat to your mate for five minutes. And then you break the cookie. You're more likely to break the cookie habit because you've replaced it with a different behavior that's fulfilling the same reward. But then, and it's also why, like, you know... Nicotine, so nicotine gum versus um, nicotine, like a nicotine patch. Nicotine gum is more effective at stopping people smoking than a nicotine patch, even though they deliver the same amount of nicotine. It's because the gum, you get triggered by the cue, whatever it is, like, oh, I need a break from my work. Or maybe you've got nicotine cravings, um, you know, whatever would normally trigger you to smoke, you then replace that with a behavior of okay i'm now going to chew this gum instead whereas a patch Mm. is just kind of passively there the whole time so you're not actually doing something
0: with like a similar part of your mouth and all that exactly
1: so you're creating a new habit over the top essentially Mm. whereas yeah just using the nicotine patch is less likely but that makes an interesting point about smoking which you know riley was like you know is smoking different because you're ingesting chemicals and this is where it comes down to not only difference between people but difference between habits and how hard they stick. So things like, you know, smoking or ad- any addictive substance, alcohol, cocaine, whatever, they actually, they they fire up the same reward pathway as like any automatic behavior that you have your cue, your behavior, your reward, but it does it differently. So addictive substances, when you get addicted to something like smoking. First of all, your cue becomes, we say it becomes more salient. So the cue that would normally like cue you to engage in this automatic behavior becomes stronger. So you're more likely to, your brain is more likely to just jump straight into this habit without you thinking about it. Also, the reward is stronger because it kind of hijacks the reward system. So things that like that would kind of give you a natural reward, addictive substances give you more of a reward. So not only is the cue more triggering, the reward is more satisfying. So, like, short answer is, yes, it is harder to break habits if those habits are, you know, consumption of an addictive substance. Right. It's, it's more or less fundamentally the same pathways in the brain, the same kind of automatic compulsive behaviours, but the difference between just kind of, like, something that's not addictive versus an addictive substance is that you're, you're fighting a harder battle because you've got to break a stronger cue and you've got to, you know, replace a stronger reward. So it's going to feel shitter when you don't right. do it. Um, But the whole 30 days thing, like some people can stop smoking in less than 30 days. Some people, you know, try lots of, you know, there's, there's so many different variables. The whole like 30 day premise is totally, totally Mm. bullshit. Um, but yes, it is, it is harder, generally speaking to stop smoking because of these chemicals that, um, essentially hijack and fuck up your reward system and how your brain processes and responds to rewards associated with that thing to which you are addicted So that is the very long convoluted answer to (laughs) the question. the The answer is essentially, it's not true at all. Sorry for anyone and any situation, but yes, um, there's a lot more to it. (laughs) There you go. So Riley, I hope that answered uh, your question. And you know, a real good habit to form would be uh, listening to this episode, following us on social media (laughs) at Curiosity Rat on uh, Instagram, Twitter, etc. and you know, as always, we kind of go to our guest and say, if you if you liked what you heard from, from our guest today, Kai. Uh, where Kai, where can we find you on our social media <laughs> if people um, want to hear more from you? <laughs> yeah,
2: well, if you like hearing me talk about science, the good news is you can find me on Radio Silence. So we have a Twitter which is at Radio Silence. That's R-A-D-I-O-S-C-I-L-E-N-S. We also have a SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash radio silence. Or you can get, get into it. the
1: habit of listening to us every Friday, 4pm Australian that. Eastern Standard Time on Radio yeah. Fodder. Cough, cough. <laughs> uh, but,
0: yeah. Back with the subtle blugs I... as always. <laughs> I am
1: never subtle. Look, if I'm not going to be my own hype man, I don't have a little laser crystal buddy to hype me, all right? <laughs> yeah. I have to hype myself. Um, and, you know, that also involves hyping Kai in this case. Um, so give us a cheeky follow. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that episode.
0: And if you want your own question answered, you can email us in at curiosityrat at gmail.com. That is curiosityrat at gmail.com. All right, we'll be catching you next week. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kai. It was a pleasure no to have you here to learn all about lasers. Great to be here.
1: Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Peace out.
0: Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity.
1: God, I just need to remember this. Okay, cool. We're good. (laughs) I'm like, my brain's in laser mode now. (laughs) This happens every time, every week. I'm like.
0: Focused.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you.